we're just going to hang out right where we right where we were last last week, last Sunday. We talked about Mary, and Mary got this pretty miraculous news, pretty pretty crazy news, I guess you could say. Trying to make heads and tails about this angel coming to tell her that hey, you're about to you're about to have a child, even though you've never been with a man. And uh, as crazy as it all sounded, that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon her and she was going to conceive a child that would be Jesus. Mary heard this news and she said, "Look, here I am, Lord. I'm yours. I'm your slave. May it be done as you say." And so we we saw that beautiful response that Mary had to. This, this calling that God had placed on her life. And sometimes, as we discuss, God will place a calling on our life. And what is our response? And, and we see the response kind of continue on in the verses that we're going to look at tonight. We will uh, start in verse 39 tonight. And we'll probably read all the way down through verse 50. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. Let's pray and we'll get started. God, we thank you for your good word, and we thank you for the freedom to come into your house tonight to read your word. Dear Lord, I pray that the excitement that we see in Mary and Elizabeth, God would spill over to us, that we would be just as excited about this good news, about the Savior, about the birth of Jesus, that we would rejoice in you in such a way. And maybe we do, dear Lord, or maybe we don't. Maybe tonight's a good reminder and a good call for us to Really praise you and recognize your greatness and your blessings and your calls on our life. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We talked last week very briefly about the fact that a relative of Mary, Elizabeth, had also become pregnant and she was about to give birth to a child. Also somewhat miraculous that she was in her old age and really past what would have been the, the, the age to have a child. And, and here we see Elizabeth is about to have a child. Mary is about to have a child, and when Mary gets the news, she goes to see her relative Elizabeth. Verse 39, in those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, look at this. Mary gets this news, which probably is kind of scary. The angel comes, probably a little bit confused on what the angel says, but yet she rejoices and when she hears the news, what does she do? She does the same thing that you and I do. When we get good news, we cannot wait to tell somebody. Uh, for those of you, those, you, you women and men in here who have had children, you get that news, hey, we're about to have a child, what do you do? You go tell everybody. You go say, look, here is the good news. When my parents found out they were having me, they probably said, finally, another one. Maybe this one will be better than the last one. That's probably what they said. Well, maybe not. But, but, but when you have a child, when you have that good news, you cannot wait to go and tell other people. And it doesn't matter what the good news is. It may be a promotion at work or whatever. But the response when you are excited about something is to hurry off and tell others. And it's clear that Mary is excited about this news she has received. And she is excited to go tell Elizabeth. After all, the angel brought up Elizabeth when he told Mary that she was going to have a child. 
he used Elizabeth as an example and said, hey, you know, don't, don't forget Elizabeth's having a child. That was kind of crazy. And what I'm telling you might seem kind of crazy, but it's the word of the Lord. And this is, this is what's going to happen. And so Mary got this good news. She hurried down and she ran into the house to see her relative Elizabeth. Verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt inside her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she exclaimed with a loud cry, You are the most blessed of women, and your child will be blessed. Now, when Elizabeth is there and Mary comes in and all of this takes place, we see this excitement with Elizabeth. And it says that the baby inside of her lip, this was, this was something miraculous. This was something spiritual. This was something... This was something significant, and it says that the that the uh, Holy Spirit filled her. Now I don't know exactly what that looked like or, or how that all worked out. You know, we see after Jesus was crucified and resurrected that the Holy Spirit was poured out to people. Yet in passages like these, even before that point, we see the working of the Holy Spirit, and here we see it mentioned that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she was excited about Mary and about the news. The baby inside of her in the womb was excited about Mary and about the news of the Messiah who was going to come. And what does she say? She says, you are the most blessed of women. There has only been and will only ever be one woman who has given birth to the Savior of the world, to the Son of God, and that is Mary. That is a title and a description that is unique to Mary and Mary alone. And what a blessed woman she must have been. And no doubt we see that as we continue to read the text. We see the excitement of Mary. Continuing on in verse 43. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now in this interesting language that Elizabeth, she gets it. She, she has some comprehension of what's going on that that Mary is giving birth to the Son of God, to the Savior of the world, to the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And Elizabeth acknowledges that. She recognizes that. And that's clear in her language when she says, how could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord? That's kind of similar language to what David uses in Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, that is, God said to Jesus, or the Father said to the Son. That may be a, 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 a better way to kind of reword that Psalm 110 to help us understand what David was saying. This idea of acknowledging who the Lord is. And in the case of Elizabeth, she's, she's acknowledging and recognizing that the Lord of Lords, the Savior of the world, the Son of God, is in the womb of Mary who is visiting her. And she recognizes the significance and the greatness of what she is experiencing. Verse 44, For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt for joy inside me. She who has believed is blessed, because what was spoken to her by the Lord will be fulfilled. Now, isn't the first part of that verse a good little verse there in verse 46? She who has believed is blessed. Now, that's true, I believe, for those of us today who believe, the he's or the she's who believe. When we believe in the Word of God and seek the Word of God and listen to the Word of God and live by the Word of God, 
There is blessing in that. When God speaks to us and reveals himself to us through the Holy Spirit and through his words, that's a great thing. And we are blessed when we hear his words, when we listen to his words and believe his words. And that's what Elizabeth said. Hey, look, you believe the word of God. God has come to you. He sent an angel to you and he's told you this news that that is that is awesome and that is unbelievable and that is kind of hard to, to, to wrap your head around. And yet you have believed the word of God and you are blessed, Mary. And so are you and I when we hear the word of God and we believe it. Now, we may not have an angel appear to us and speak to us, or maybe we will one day. Who's to say we won't? But, but God's word speaks to us often. When we read God's word, it can speak to us if we will listen to what it says. But the question is, when God speaks to us, do we believe what God says? If we do, it's a blessing to us. If we don't, we are missing the greatest blessing that there is. Let's continue on. In verse 46, in verse 46, we see Mary's response here. Now, some of your Bibles, if, if you have a Bible that has, you know, titles above each section, it may say something like Mary's praise. Or if you have a King James or New King James, it probably says Mary's magnificent. You may have heard that word before. And if you ever hear somebody talk about Mary's magnificent at Christmas, it's talking about this passage. It's a, it's a, it's just a, a passage of praise, a passage of rejoicing that Mary has. Oh, she's heard the good news. She's run and she's told Elizabeth. And they have they have probably, you know, you know how women do. They jump up and down when they get real happy. They probably jumped up and down and they probably laughed and they probably hugged each other. And it was probably a great day. And they're praising the Lord and they're rejoicing in the Savior that's going to come. And Mary begins this beautiful word of praise here in verse 46. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his slave. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. Now, we'll stop there for tonight, but that can be your homework. You can finish reading the rest of that, what Mary is saying there. But, but as we look at these words, we can, we can understand what, what Mary is saying, that, that she's giving birth to the Messiah, and oh, what a blessing it is. She acknowledges the goodness and the greatness of God in these words, and we understand why she is saying these words. But, but as I read through these words, I thought to myself, we could say the same words, and these would be true for us. We as Christians Christians could say these same words, and they're just as accurate in our life. If we have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior and experienced the grace of God, could we not say these same words? Should we not say these same words? Would not these same words apply to us? Listen to it. We'll read it again and listen to these words. Is this our prayer? Is this our praise to the Lord? Is this our rejoicing? Because perhaps these are the same words that we should say in our life. Now, we're not giving birth to the Savior of the world, but we have experienced through Jesus Christ the grace of God and the blessings of God. And isn't that something that's worth praising God about? Listen again to what Mary says. 
My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his slave. Isn't that true for us? Shouldn't we proclaim the greatness of the Lord? Has not God looked on our humble condition as sinners and sent this Savior through Mary to die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins? We are, we are just like Mary in this regard and, and that God has blessed us beyond anything that we have ever deserved. Mary is experiencing the blessing of Jesus and so do you and I. Not by giving birth to him, but by him giving his life for us, we have experienced the blessings of Jesus. Let's continue on. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Isn't that true of those who put their faith in Jesus Christ? Can it not be said of us that we are blessed and for all of eternity, we will be blessed? What a, what a, what a blessing it is to know that our sins are forgiven and that the grace of God has been bestowed upon us through Jesus Christ. Because the mighty one has done great things for me, and his name is holy. Has not God done great things for us? What greater thing could God have done for us than to send his son through Jesus? What greater thing could Jesus have done for us than to give his life for you and I? God has done great things for us tonight, and still today, his name is holy. And that's why we come. We come because God is holy, because God is good, because God is love, because God is gracious, because God is forgiving. We come because God is God and God is holy. He has done great things for me. Excuse me, because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. The question that we must answer tonight and consider is, do we experience the mercy of God? Yes, the mercy of God is from generation to generation to those who fear him. Are we those tonight who fear the Lord? Do we hear the word of the Lord and see who God is and, and in his greatness and in his power and all of his holiness? Do we fear the creator of the heavens and the earth? And does that fear cause us to seek him and to and to call out to him and to trust him all the more because there is no one else we can call out to. His mercy is from generation to generation to those who fear him. Let us be those today who fear the Lord. Let us be those today who hear the word of the Lord. Let us be those today who, like Mary and like Elizabeth, rejoice in the word of the Lord and the promises of the Lord that, as Elizabeth said, God has spoken it and it will be fulfilled. And so it is today. Everything that God has spoken has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And everything that is going to occur, whatever it may be in the future, is fulfilled through Jesus Christ and the Word of God and the promises that come through this child Jesus that Mary brought into the world all those years ago. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your good Word. I pray, God, that you would help us to rejoice in you, dear Lord. We have much to rejoice about God, maybe it doesn't always seem that way. Sometimes life gets us down. Things are tough. Things don't work out. We have troubles. But dear Lord, we have a lot to rejoice in. And we can rejoice in Jesus tonight. We can rejoice in Jesus just as Mary did, just as Elizabeth did. Dear Lord, that just as Jesus was a blessing to Mary and Mary was blessed through him, God, the same is true for you and I in a different way, not, not in that we give birth to the Savior, 
but God, in, in that Jesus gave his life for us. So, dear Lord, I pray that we would just rejoice in that blessing that we have today. I pray that if there is one that's here or one that's listening online, dear Lord, if they have never put their faith in Jesus Christ, maybe tonight, maybe there's something that was in your word, and maybe tonight they can rejoice in that. Jesus came, that Jesus died on the cross to bring forgiveness to them if they would only call out to him, that they would repent, dear Lord. I pray that we would all be those who can hear these words tonight and that we can rejoice in who Jesus is. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.